The bowl game is over. We're officially in the offseason. And the question is, is there going to be more of a battle for QB1 next year than many imagine? You are Locked On Aggies. Your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome on in to Locked on Aggies. I'm your host, Andrew Stefani. Thanks for making Locked on Aggies your first listen every single day. Yeah, and I said this on yesterday's episode, but a few people commented on whatever day, the day before the bowl game, or maybe the day of the bowl game, where I was discussing um, Jalen Henderson, and people were saying, you know, people were checking me saying, Andrew, I think you're a little bit too confident that Connor Wigman will be QB1 heading into next season. So, and I, which I appreciate those thoughts and those comments. And um, and so I thought, hey, let's make this a conversation. And, you know, I've sat and I've thought a lot about it, and I kind of want to try and bring all sides of the argument to this conversation. Um, so, you know, the guys next year, first of all, Jalen Henderson put on Twitter X um, that he – sustained you know, obviously we, we saw the injury he had a successful surgery on the injury so you know i assume whatever happened he's going to be good to go maybe not you know r- crazy soon but good to go for the start of next season i feel pretty confident saying that so um and he well he actually does know the offense i can i forget it's a completely new offensive coordinator and the coaching staff but point is he'll be around to learn it's not like he's coming in late from the portal he's just going to be banged up so he'll still be able to learn the offense but uh you know so it's going to be marcel reed jalen henderson connor wigman and then the rookie the freshman miles o'neill and i i am just a big connor wigman guy i think that last year he was going to put up some serious extreme numbers before going down with the injury and you know, that stuff's going to happen. Injuries are going to happen. And that's why having a quarterback room like this is so crucial. That was one of the main talking points I discussed time and time again last offseason was, hey, you've got a really good backup quarterback in Max Johnson. Obviously, now Max Johnson's moved on, so your room is is your backup's likely going to be Henderson. I assume, we're, like I said, we're going to get into this conversation, but you feel pretty good. If Well, here's the deal. If Jalen Henderson's your backup, if Connor Wigman's your backup, regardless, you feel pretty good about your situation at quarterback heading into next season. And even Marcel Reed, if he's your backup for either of those two guys, look what we saw from him, or if he's potentially your starter, look what we saw from him against Oklahoma State. I mean, he's just a baller. He he came in, he was dealt a bad hand, having to come in knowing he was the backup on the second play of the game and and go, okay, let's figure this out. And he did, and he threw for a lot of yards, and he used his legs, and he looked great. So this quarterback room as a whole is really in a terrific place heading into next season. Um, so, I mean, I guess my thoughts here, now really getting into this conversation, um, Connor Wigman, I think – is I think he's just the guy. I think we as fans, 
myself included, we get roped into this, you know, we haven't seen Connor on the field in a while, and we forget who he is. And Jalen Henderson and Marcel Reed both look terrific during their time quarterback in the Aggies. Um, you know, there's no denying that. I just think Connor Wigman, with potential, who he is as a player, I think his ceiling is higher as a quarterback. I still um, take his accuracy over that of Jalen Henderson and Marcel Reed, but I, I take the legs of Marcel Reed and Jalen Henderson over the legs of Connor Wigman. Now, we do have to remember Connor Wigman is an athletic quarterback. He can run the football. He can move with the football, you know, he with his legs, with the football in his hands. It's not like he is a statue back there. And that's something we have to remember. He is not, you know, I, I don't know if I'd go as far as to call Connor a dual threat. Maybe some could argue he is. I, I wouldn't yell at you if you said, yeah, I think you could consider Connor a dual threat quarterback. Um, but I think he's more of a pocket passer, pro style quarterback who has an above average foot speed for that style of quarterback. We saw it on display a lot last year. If there was nothing there and he looked in front of him and saw green grass, he went. Um, a lot like you see in the NFL. I mean, these quarterbacks in the NFL, a lot of them aren't looking to run the football. Mahomes does that a lot. Um, I see Dak do it a lot. Russell Wilson does it a lot. They aren't looking to run the football, but if they look upfield and everybody's covered and they go, hmm, I can get 11 yards real quick, they take off. And I think that's what we have in Connor Wigman. Um, so... I think that he is athletic and quick enough to be able to do that. But I do think as a passer, he has the highest ceiling. So that is kind of why I like Connor Wigman. Now, I, and I think the point, the point that pe the commenters were making in, um, you know, we had a back and forth and, and they eventually made this. And I, so I was, I understood where they were coming from. It was a great, it was a great points they made and great conversation. So to y'all that were commenting that, I really appreciate it because it, it was a great conversation, a great um, thinking point for all of us. But you know, I think that what what I need to explain is how I do think this will be a conversation. I thought a lot about it, and that was what they were saying. Was listen, like we're not saying Wigman's not going to start. We're saying that this this is going to be more of a battle than I think you you are anticipating, and I agree with that. I mean, what we saw from Marcel Reed, what we saw from Jalen Henderson in his handful of games, these guys are going to get their fair shot at this at this starting job. Are they going to win it over Connor Wigman? I still don't believe that. I'm not quite there yet. I still believe that Connor Wigman wins this job and he is the starting quarterback next year for Texas A&M. And once again, this conversation is being had way too early. One of these quarterbacks could fit in better than others to Coach Colin Klein's offense or uh, Jalen Henderson's injury could be more severe than we thought. Like I said, all we know about his injury is that he had a successful surgery, which he let us know on Twitter slash X. And, uh, you know, we still don't know what is going to come of that in the future, how long of a recovery it is. I don't know. I can't find anywhere what the surgery was, just that he had one. So he could be out two months. He could be out six months. It's just one of those things we don't know at this moment. We'll find out, but at this moment, we don't know. So that's why this is a way too early, you know, quarterback conversation and you know i think that looking at these numbers i kind of am quick to be excited about a player 
like a Jalen Henderson or a Marcel Reed because of the upside they have with their legs. But I just, I think what we're forgetting is that Connor Wigman can use his legs too. He had a bunch of scrambles, plays, you know, where you went, wow. I mean, this is just impressive. And that did stand out to me. So I guess the point I want to get across, I want to get two points across. The two points I want you to leave with with when we have this conversation. First, I want everybody to know that I think Connor Wigman is going to be QB1 next year. I still believe that. But I second, I do think that this is going to be more of a quarterback battle than myself was kind of leading on. I think some others, you know, believe. And the third point, the third point I want to make, I said two, but I have three. The third point I want to make is this Texas A&M quarterback room is in an incredibly, incredibly good spot heading into next season. Not a lot of schools have what Texas A&M has in quarterback depth. And it does seem like Texas A&M is always in this position where it's important. And it seems like QB1 goes down every single season. I know, we all know that. But I don't think as many a lot of schools are in a spot where like, hey, this quarterback goes down. We've got not one but two guys who have proven they can compete at a high level and, and win football games in the SEC. And Texas A&M has that. I know Marcel Reed hasn't proven he can win a game in the SEC, but he's proven he can play against a, a good football team and he can succeed at a very high level. So this quarterback room is in a great spot, and I still can't wait to see what Miles O'Neill has. Once again, I mean, I know that I don't know how much how 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 he'll be in this conversation, but I'm excited to see what he has. And maybe, hey, I mean, I don't think he'll be in a, in a starting conversation, but you never know. Maybe in a couple weeks. I mean, in a couple months, we're going, man, this Miles O'Neill kid isn't really in this year's conversation, but in the future, watch out, this dude can ball. So Texas A&M's quarterback room is in a very good spot, and I want to hear everybody's thoughts on this. Do we feel, hey, Connor Wigman um, is for sure the guy, Henderson has a shot at this, Reed has a shot at this. How do we feel about it? Um, I want to hear everybody's thoughts in the comments. We're going to talk about after the bowl game, what does Texas A&M need in the portal? We're going to have that conversation coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride or die every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. So now we're going to discuss a little bit about after the bowl game. And I wanted to have this conversation yesterday, but I just went rambled on about stuff for so long. 
But I want to have the conversation of after the bowl game, what do we feel that we need in the portal? You know, heading into the game, I discussed how I think offensive line was the number one thing where I was like, okay, we need this and we need it bad. And I still do feel that way. I still I still do feel that offensive linemen are needed in the portal. Um, you know, especially some tackles. There's no debate to that. But I do feel better about the position group as a whole after watching that game. I didn't get many um, comments and thoughts on that. So I, I want to hear y'all's thoughts on that on the offensive line room. Did we feel that it was okay? Was it good, not great? How do we feel? That's how I felt. I felt it was good, not great, but it gave me more confidence heading into next season than I kind of had going into this bowl game. So I'm curious uh, y'all's thoughts on that when it comes to the offensive line. But So I still do think offensive line is a position of need. No question there. But I'm not as concerned as I was heading into this football game. The next thing I have here, there's no – obviously y'all know where I'm coming from here, and that's going to be corner – safety, just the secondary as a whole. You've already, of course, brought in players in Trey Jones, in Will Lee, Will the Blanket Lee, I have to say that every time I talk about him, and then Dericky Wright. So Trey Jones from Central Michigan, Dericky Wright, the safety from Vandy, Trey Jones, the safety from Central Michigan, and then Will the Blanket Lee from Kansas State, the corner. I will say the blanket every time I discuss him because it is – I really think one of the best nicknames I've ever heard. But, you know, I just talked about this last week. The coaching staff has made it very clear, very clear with their actions in the portal thus far that they are concerned about the secondary room. And one thing we talked about yesterday, some of those young guys that played a lot in the bowl game, I still believe in those guys. I do. Some of the freshmen that, that you know kind of were launched into playing time, I believe in those guys. I really do. But I think they need more time to develop than, than I had imagined. You know, I, I always say I, I, you know these players need their freshman year to kind of develop to the speed of the college game, but then maybe sophomore years when they can start to get mixed in, I think these guys might need another year to really get into this lineup. But – um, so that's why I don't mind these additions. Like, you know what you have in Bryce Anderson and some of these, some of the older guys, but I don't mind going to get players like this. And, and I don't think that Will Lee, Trey Jones, and Dericky Wright are depth pieces. I mean, I, I'm a big believer in, in, in one point, and that is tape doesn't lie. And that all of the tape on these guys, the size, the stats, the numbers, everything, like, I just feel good about it. I feel like these guys can come in and play. Obviously, Derricky Wright has proved he can play in the SEC um, at Vandy. Trey Jones and Will Lee are guys that I don't think will have any kind of issue coming in and having an impact as soon as they walk in to College Station. I, I mean, I really do feel that these guys can have an immediate impact. So I feel better about the room knowing that you have added a handful of players but I still do think that I would go get a few more guys because, like, do you want those freshmen in the two deep, those freshmen that we saw play against Oklahoma State? Do you want those guys in the two deep? Do we feel that they make this football team better? Do we feel that they can really help this year? And I don't, 
I don't know if I'm sold on that after the ball game. I mean, I know that all three of those guys, uh, Rogers, Brooks, and Thomas showed signs, showed flashes, but uh, then did a lot wrong. So from a, from a whole standpoint there, I don't know if those guys are ready. Like I said, maybe this new coaching staff, this new secondary coach, new uh, defensive-minded head coach, a new defensive coordinator can help these players. And that could be the truth, but I just have a feeling it's going to take one more year. So I wouldn't mind going to get a few more secondary players in the portal. The next position that I think you're going to have to hit is wide receiver. And this is strictly for depth. Now, you've already brought in Javon Harvey from Old Dominion and Cyrus Allen from Louisiana Tech. So you've already gotten two receivers from the portal. Obviously, those guys couldn't play in the bowl game, which is why you're so thin. You're without Noah Thomas. You're really pretty much not pretty much. All you had was um, Micah Tease, Moose, and Jade Walker. So that kind of said to me, okay, we need some more depth here. You've got those three names I discussed. Noah Thomas was obviously banged up in this game, but you're going to have him. You got those guys. You got um, players coming in in 2024. So you're you're going to have a room with more receivers, but it's going to be a couple young guys, some of these transfers, some of your guys last year. We know that Moose and uh, Noah Thomas and – Jody Walker are going to be your guys. You know, we feel pretty confident about that. And then Micah Tease is going to be a guy for you. We feel good about that. But you need a few. I, I don't think you need multiple. I would say one more would do the job, frankly. I think if you went and got one more talented receiver in the portal, I would feel good about the position room. But I just think watching this game, I really thought to myself, like, you need some depth here. I need to feel better about the depth you have at that position. So. Go get one more, and I'm not upset about it. One more receiver, I think, really fills that need. And then the last position I have here is running back. I think that running back, yeah, I don't know if I'm saying that. I believe, now, Le'Veon Moss, we talked about yesterday, he didn't play in this game. He's got some family stuff going on. We don't know his situation to be able, like I said, to be able to discuss it. All we can do is just you know, hope he's doing okay. But... Amari Daniels and Ruben Owens. I believe Ruben Owens is going to take a step in the right direction. Um, the yards per carry and the numbers were not how what I anticipated them being this season. I'm just going to be brutally honest with you. They were not. And then when it comes to Amari Daniels, I think he made some plays. Um, but I just I wouldn't mind going to get one more running back that can help you, whether it be as a depth piece, whether it be as a guy who actually gets some snaps. I just think that's a position that it wouldn't hurt you to have one more. And you also got to remember, you don't have a running back currently coming in in the 2024 class. And I talk about the importance of always bringing in, always adding at these positions. You haven't added at the running back position in the 2024 class. So I wouldn't mind bringing in a running back. But I mean, from what I saw in the bowl game, I think those are the four positions that you need a player or two um, and besides that, I mean, with the recruiting class you're bringing in, you've got you've already got uh, 14 players that have signed their letter of intent, and then you still got the two guys committed, and Terry Bussey and Dominic McKinley that you know you could add to your class, of course, and then the seven transfers. So if you end up with 16 in your recruiting class and add seven transfers, you know you've got 
you've got a roster that can compete, but I wouldn't mind adding a handful more transfers. I think you've got the room for it. You've got the scholarships for it. You've got the money for it. So I wouldn't mind adding a few more players. So let me know y'all's thoughts in the comments about how we feel about a few more transfer portal additions and at what positions. We're going to talk about the importance, I think, that Tommy Moffitt is going to bring to this coaching staff. I am. I really think this is an important hire, and I'm anxious to see what he can bring to the Aggies next season. We'll talk about that coming up right here on Locked on Aggies. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is what I like about it compared to some of the other competitors is it's over and unders. And that feels like the easiest thing to go and wager on. You, you, they're going to give you a number and you take over or under, you take higher or lower. And I really do like how that sets up. I think that some of the other competitors, like I said, some of the numbers, it's harder to kind of bet on these things. But when it, you look at an over and under, you can look at defenses, you can look at matchups. And this isn't just for football. This is basketball, baseball. You can even mix lines. I could take LeBron and Jokic over on points and then take Patrick Mahomes and CJ Stroud over on passing yards and, you know, add that all into a four-leg parlay. I like that part of it. I also like that they ensure you if a player gets hurt. If a player gets hurt in the first half of a ball game and doesn't return for the second half, they got you covered. They're the only platform that does that, which is really cool to see because, I mean, there's nothing worse than you have a parlay cooking and a player goes down and you're like, well, what now? You know, this was looking great. That's why Prize Picks has you covered, which is a very nice thing that they have that nobody else is offering. So go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash college and code college for a first deposit match up to $100. So I think that an underrated hire, and once again, I saw some folks talking about this in the comments yesterday, which is what you know I thought sparked wanting to have this conversation. But I just think Tommy Moffitt, the new strength and conditioning coach at Texas A&M, is such a good hire. Looking at his what he's done in his career, the players he's helped, the players he's helped develop into NFL players, the stops he's made along the way, this guy is just an old football coach that makes players stronger. And I think Texas A&M could use a better strength and conditioning coach. I think that Tommy Moffitt is one of those coaches. He's an old football coach. You know, He's going to let you know if you aren't working hard enough, if you aren't getting done what you need to get done, he's going to let you know. And I think he's just a great motivator. I think he's going to have this football team feeling a lot bigger, faster, stronger heading into next season, which is what – is so important on the field. These are the things that, as fans, we look at, and we're like, well, I mean, we know strength and conditioning is important, but I think that people forget how important it is because it is so incredibly important to have a football team that's well-conditioned. You know, people think that conditioning is just being strong, right? Just, okay, well, you know, because he can bench press 497 pounds, he's going to be able to push players off the line, or he's going to be able to... Um, you know, make people miss. That's not all it is. Obviously, that helps. But what the most important part of strength and conditioning, frankly, I think is keeps players on the field. I had someone ask the question, this was before the last season, but like, 
Do you think that poor strength and conditioning coaching is a reason why Texas A&M seems to always have players hurt? And I tried to do some re, you know, research on that when it comes to Texas A&M alone and couldn't really come up with much. But I mean, as a whole, yes, as I just said, strength and conditioning is a huge part of keeping football players healthy and on the field playing on a game-to-game basis. So, I mean, I think bringing in a guy like Tommy Moffitt just flat out makes this football team better just based off everything he's done in, in his career. I mean, he, strength and conditioning coaches, you like seeing guys who are just well-respected because we all know what that means. That means he's just a dude. He's going to scream at you. He's going to yell at you. But you know deep down he loves you and he wants what's best for you and he wants to make you a better football player. He wants to help you stay on the field and stay healthy. So I think that this is a really underrated hire for Texas A&M's current coaching staff. I feel good knowing that the strength and conditioning program is in the hands of a, of a veteran coach who has done this for a very long time, who has helped athletes for a very long time. So I feel good about this hire, ladies and gentlemen. I think it's going to, to be more significant. I think you're going to see a healthier Texas A&M football team next year than you did this year, than you did the year before. Now, obviously, there's your freak injuries. There's your ankle turns and stuff like that. But you could argue flexibility, training, stuff like that helps there. There are freak injuries, no question. But a strength and conditioning coach like Tommy Moffitt can help with some of the the hamstrings and the different injuries that we see sustained like that. That is where stretching, strength and conditioning, um, eating the right foods, drinking a lot of water, that's where that stuff comes into play. And Coach Tommy Moffitt is going to make sure that the Aggies are really good in that department. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Aggies. Really appreciate you all tuning in. Got a lot of fun coming up next week. I assume we're going to see some more transfer portal additions next week, some visits coming up. So a lot of fun to talk about that stuff. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day today. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday.